Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now, let's get to the show. Former FSU quarterback, Space Coast Sports Hall of Fame member, and Merritt Island's very own Jimmy Black is now joining us on the Art of Money. Jimmy, how you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. First and foremost, uh, how about them Bulldogs? What happened to <laughs> FSU in the Orange Bowl? This was supposed to be FSU's opportunity to show the world we should have been put in the playoff. Yes, that's true. <laughs> However, we had 25 of our best yeah. players not show up. That's true, too. Felt like a lot of things going to get you. So what was your takeaway, Jimmy? Because I know Art McPherson, big fan of yours, obviously a huge supporter of FSU Athletics. So when it all came together, you saw that FSU didn't make it into the top four. It's going to be the Orange Bowl. Kids started transferring out. Kids started opting not to play. What was your takeaway from the whole situation? The takeaway for me was if we could beat Georgia, then that would have totally shown how wrong it was, especially with Alabama losing in the long run. Mm -hmm. But the real takeaway is the portal system has to be revised make the portal thing happen after the bowl games or find out a way that the kids all want to play in the bowl game. And, you know, if I was, I didn't go to the game, but if I'd have paid 500 for that game, I'd have said, I want yeah. my money back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I got the JV team out there, which I would think the JV team could at least score three points on anybody. <laughs> but that, that was my ending takeaway. Well, we literally had nine kids have to be pulled up from the practice team uh, in, during that game to be available for playing. That's how thin we were. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's... Yeah. But I mean, it showed. I mean, the first quarter we played decent, yeah. but then we had no depth, right? We didn't have anybody to rotate in and out. So then Georgia, you know, being Georgia, and you're talking about two-time defending national championship. They're there. a good team. They're no a good question. team. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we did not have that team that went 13-0. I mean, we never would have technically had the team that went 13-0 because we had lost Travis, you know, in our 11th game, but we were still 13-0 through two more games. So we were playing very well, very good ball, but we had all of our stars too. And beat a Louisville team that averaged 33 points per game and got six in ours. So our defense, that's what killed us the most, is our defensive People weren't there, and golly, we just had some great players that didn't play, and that's that hurts. Well, let me ask you this, Jimmy, going into it, and, and I always said, even though I'm a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan, I did. I felt bad for the players of FSU when they got left out of the playoffs because they did everything right. They won every game. They won their conference. They went in and won their conference with the third-string quarterback. What else are we supposed to do? So let me put you as the leader of that team. How do you try to keep them up, keep them confident, what would you have told those kids? After cursing and screaming for a while now, <laughs> I, I think our head coach did a wonderful job, really, with how he did it. Very classy. But I'd said, guys, you know, we really have no control of this. It's, you know, we're, we've done everything we could do. And I'm so proud of you guys. We're 13-0, and 0, one of the greatest seasons in FSU history. Come on. And to have... A situation, that's what I was just, just speaking with Art a few minutes ago. Anybody that's not a former coach or player should not be on the committee at all. And I think there's some people on the committee that are like that, that don't really know football as much as the people that have been involved in it. So 
the whole system needs to be re redone. Uh, I don't know. It's just it was very frustrating, and you know, and then to see us just even our JV team, you'd think that players could score three points for goodness' yeah. sake, you know. But it, it was that was ugly, but. What can you do? We had a really weird situation. So, you know, I mean, normally for FSU, we haven't been to the Orange Bowl in a while. We haven't been to New York Six in a while. You know, I mean, yeah. that normally would have been a game that FSU would have been pumped to play. Well, there would it, have been it, fans all over, too. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just the way it went down this yeah. year was just yeah. odd. You know, and it, it took something that would normally be a very positive event and made it extremely negative. And then... You know, it didn't matter. The SEC didn't get to the championship anyways, did they? Exactly. So yeah. All the maneuvers they did to try to make sure an SEC team was in there yeah. ended up not being a big deal. Because if FSU played and lost the game, same thing that, you know, Alabama played and lost the game. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been the same story, right? Yeah. But uh, I think it just shows we've got – there's a couple problems. The way NIL has come in, you know, Julie had talked about it, open Pandora's box. It looks like that has begun to happen. And then – the kids jumping ship and moving prior to bowls, I think, should be not allowed. I think the kids should not be allowed to do any transfers until after the bowl. That way, the integrity of the team stay together. Now, you're still going to have guys peel off for going to the NFL, things like that. That's fine. Um, but you're talking about two or three players a team, typically. You're not talking about 25, right. you know, like an FSU situation. That, that's an easy fix, I think, that could happen. And, you know, it makes sense. And, yeah, no argument to that, I don't think. But what I, I didn't like as well... Oh, well, it's going to be 12 teams next year. Well, this isn't next year. This is this year. And, you know, <laughs> it doesn't help that much either. But Yeah, and if that's the argument, then why didn't the three undefeated teams go? Yeah. You know, I mean, that should be how it always is. It's yeah. always it's the last 10 years. That's how it was. One thing that went through my mind during all this was, hmm, I wonder if Coach Bowden was still there. What would have happened, you know? What do you think would have happened? I think that they would have been in the top four and they would have gone as an undefeated team, period. Yeah, I think you're right I think you would have had a lot of pluses for all that, you know, which we don't really have with the younger coach. But like I say, he did a wonderful job. How do you beat 13-0, I mean, or 13-1? So, Well, Norvell is building his legacy now. Yeah. Do you think that, and we're speaking with Jimmy Black here, former FSU quarterback, good friend of Art McPherson here on the Art of Money, powered by the McPherson Financial Group. Do you think that, all of this NIL and the portal and the 12 game playoff system. Do you think that led to Nick Saban retiring? Yes, I did. I don't know if he had planned on it beforehand. I mean, he's getting up there. He's them losing the game might've been part of it too. I mean, that's, he's been a great coach and he doesn't like losing, but yeah, that that's the whole SEC, ACC, who's, you know, it seems to me like they wanted to have two SEC teams in there, period. And yeah. that's what they did. Did you still watch the national championship? And do you feel that Michigan really was the best team in the country? Yeah, Michigan, I, I think so. Watching it, yes, the, your cha- championship game. I'm thinking about our 63-3. to three. <laughs> that's, that's, that's still on my mind. Good, good. But yeah, that was a good game. They they looked fan, they looked really good to me. They they beat another good team. I, they definitely deserve to be you know the number one. Mm-hmm. And we we had some players from our years that were uh, one of them in particular who's teacher at Michigan and he's been there. So I re- I rooted for them for that reason. Uh, we talked about this too. Their coach was caught doing some illegal stuff. I mean, how that just nobody seems to want to talk about that. I. I I think if 
if we were playing him, we'd go, wait a minute, why is this guy allowed to coach this? He he should be penalized in some way. And so they lucked out with that, having their coach there. Well, and since that time, we had one of our, our coach Atkins gave a ride to a young man. And then we've had the NIL, uh, the NCAA slap us on the wrist because it was a violation. But... I didn't know giving a kid a ride to something was a violation, but who knows? I mean, they talk about with Harbaugh, one of the big problems was he gave a kid a cheeseburger or something like that. I mean, I don't know all the, the details behind so, it. But, but they can give him a million dollars NIL? Exactly. But you can't give him a they, – they need to rewrite some of that. When I was working for the Atlanta Braves, former Georgia quarterback Aaron Murray was at the game, and I asked him to step on the field, let's do a quick interview. And I gave him a Braves hat, and I said, do you want to put this on? He goes, no, I can't accept that. If I put this on, people might think it's a gift. Like, he couldn't even take one of our cheapo throwaway Braves hats because the NCAA is so strict. Did you feel the same thing? Did the same thing happen to you at your time at FSU, Jimmy Black? No, it was way different back then. Well, I remember one freshman coming in my senior year, and uh, he drove in a brand-new car somehow he he got. But, uh, yeah, that's happened. You know, people find ways to cheat, and they cheat, you know, but— if you don't let them by the rules in a, and if you enforce those rules, it, that stuff goes away. But I think they turn their head. Just, just adding this NIL money is gone. A kid that's second steam quarterback doesn't deserve $2 million. Okay, sorry. I, it's just, and it's getting bigger and bigger. You read more and more and more about it. You know, of course the kid's going to change schools. But you have to – the NCAA has to make it where – it's a real penalty for him. You don't. You lose a year of eligibility. That lasted, you know, for many years. That's been the rule, and I think that would help it if nothing else. You can't blame the kid for going somewhere else if they're going to pay him a million dollars. I mean, what the heck? I totally agree. And free school, and, and free yeah, tuition, yeah. and the fun of college, and blah 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 blah. I think one of the things they've got to fix is if you're going to be that generous with nil money then you got to loosen up some of the strings on some of the other gifting because that doesn't make sense. Like, I remember 2013 championship team. They were not even allowed to have a real gold ring. They had to have a fake gold ring because it was too expensive because the price of gold had gone up quite a bit, and they would not even let the kids have a real gold ring. I'm like, seriously? Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just not right. You know, I mean, they should be able to have a real gold championship ring. I mean, that's good Lord. They, yeah. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears for that. Not a million dollars either for no, the whole exactly. team to have that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jimmy, other than just being frustrated by the the state of college football right now, how have you been? What you been up to? What you got your hands in? Well, uh, he has a group that you're a part of. The 73 Renegades were the guys that came in 1973, and it was the worst part of FSU's history. We were 0 and 11, and then went two and whatever, and and then Bowden came the the first year, and we were five and six. But this group of guys has stuck together for this long and, and Doug Dane has a he was a tackle he uh has it at his house we've had maybe four or five reunions so this is our 50 year reunion so you know the coach allows all previous players the night before the game to come out on the field stand arm in arm facing the real team now they start on the 10 yard line and you're in the end zone and you walk the length of the field so now they're on the uh, goal line and we're on the 10 and each person goes down and say hey i played here and there and talk we weren't allowed to speak so much because there were about 40 of us at this reunion that were all from 1973 and uh so danny green who's a uh was a f- famous movie star actually and played was a winner renegade he spoke he was our speaker and he said you know 
He said, guys, this has been 50 years. He's talking to these kids now. Look at us. We're still bonded together from our team. You guys can come back here in 50 years and talk about your national championship. And it was like perfect thing to say, you know, it was. So I got a chance to talk to Jordan and our quarterback, Jordan Travis. I, I scouted him out before it happened and then said, hey. Listen, you've got to slide, man. You've got to get out of bounds. You can't take a hit you don't need to take. And my wife says, oh, he doesn't remember any of that. I said, nah. I think he said, man, that old man was right. <laughs> what This 60-year-old guy, what's he know about? It? You know, so, uh, God, it was just, that was just such a heartbreaker because he was, he's, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback at FSU. And, Charlie, I know you're number two. But he would put our team on his back in the second half and his game level would raise up and my gosh, we'd score 30 points, you know, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's not even a close game, but such a wonderful kid, nice a leader, all the right attributes. And I just, I feel so bad for him for what he had to go through and who knows what his future is going to be now, you know, he just wasn't quite big enough in reality. You know, I mean, he was like 185, maybe 195. Yeah. And he needed to be 225, and he would have probably been okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he should have slid on that last <laughs> one. He got by the first two. Yeah. Did you he, listen, man? Yeah, him not sliding cost him a broken leg, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, Jimmy Black, we appreciate you hanging out with us here this weekend on The Art of Money. And if you're just tuning in this weekend, just catching the back tail of this conversation, this entire conversation in its entirety will be available in The Art of Money podcast, which is available across all podcast platforms. And I know, Art McPherson, pretty fun for you to be friends with the quarterback of the team that you admire so much. Absolutely. Well, you know how it is with your oof, oof, oof team, you know, the Bulldogs that you have, um, you know. And congratulations to them. They've won two in a row and, you know, we're right and close to getting another one. So that's that's fantastic. And it it ebbs and flows. Absolutely. we're, We're just sitting in the stands getting all depressed and frustrated and cheering. We're fanatics. I can't imagine how much more stressful it is for the players, not just in your day, Jimmy, but even today's players as well. Except for when you have that two million dollars in your pocket, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it made it a little bit easier, huh? <laughs> it made it a little bit easier than when Jimmy's day, you know, where they. I think we got fifteen dollars spending money. <laughs> Didn't buy you five beers. All right, well, Jimmy, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Have a great rest of the well, weekend. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 74725. Today's show has been a work of art.